Tell your friends the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Are you ready? LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. And, you know, Mark, now that we are safe and secure in the month of December, okay, mm-hmm. we're yeah. five days in. Ooh. That means the day start counting down the days is what I, we used to do as kids. Yeah. How many days? 20 days left. You know, remember uh-huh. the, yeah, what was yeah. that? What they call the advent calendar that well, we opened well, up every day? Yeah, that's the, yeah. Yeah, we just started advent. So, yeah, the advent calendar okay. is, yeah. That's, that's one way to do it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the long story short, I remember it when I was in second grade, Miss Sampika's class. Yeah. Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, the Rankin Bass Claymation thing with Hermie the Elf, not Herbie, Hermie. <laughs> yes. And anyway, it's it's man's work. You remember that? Yes. <laughs> the yes. really sexist. Yeah. Oh, you stay here with the other girls. I'm going to take on the Bumble. And uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but you wonder why we are the way we are. So, and that, you're going to hold that against us for some reason. That was ingrained in me because in second grade, that came on 17 days before Christmas. Wow. So there you have it. And I remember it like that because my parents were freaking out. It's 17 days before Christmas. What are they doing putting this on? <laughs> I was so excited. It was like, you know, for my folks, it was like, it's too early. They do everything too early. And I'm thinking, I think my parents were just jacked up, man, because that's not too early. You know, no. two and a half weeks before Christmas is not too early. No, but, no. <laughs> today you'd just be glad they didn't show it in august i mean because <laughs> well yeah but you know it wasn't i've watched you know look at the movie christmas story it is set mm-hmm. during world war ii for crying out loud mm-hmm. you know it is set in 42 you know when that is i it is set back during that time period yeah, yeah. thing is, is that you know they're out there dreaming of a of any kind of christmas they can get dudes going to school talking about baby guns and stuff yeah shooting his eye out and everything mm-hmm. else and so yeah. i know that 17 days was not some horrific thing just at dave's house mm-hmm. they didn't you know, they just thought the more we thought about the more they'd be in debt i guess yeah you know well speaking of 17 days it is 17 days until festivus so, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so mark on the poll mark it on your calendars people but now, do we have to get the poll out early and leave it in the corner, or you just bring it out for the day? I, I never remember what to do. I don't know, but I would think in the spirit of the day, with its lack of mm. patience for anything, that setting it up of the, on the day and taking it down as soon as you're through with the airing of the grievances and the wrestling, I think that's probably the tradition. Okay. <laughs> now, I had, I had added to the tradition, and that was when I wrestled Andrew this year because he's getting to be older, that I was going to use the Festivus poll, and we'll see who wins the battle. <laughs> I think Andrew's still going to win that. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And during the music, Mark was telling me about this really unique problem called the, the upper knuckle. And I'm saying that <laughs> upper knuckle sounds like bread or pie or something, you know, or something your chiropractor would talk Yeah. Something your chiropractor would talk to you about. Yes. Or baseball. You know, yeah. Gaylord Perry yeah, yeah. passed away a couple of days ago. He True. had the upper knuckle ball. So okay. there you go. There you go. All right, Mark, <laughs> I saw that today mm-hmm. is international ninja day. Mm, yeah. And I thought, is that one of the many things that in the last 20 years has been so watered down for our entertainment? The ninja mm. is, or I, I, isn't it supposed to be some, you know, spiritual thing in Japan, you know, the warrior and all that. And, you know, yeah. now it's like, it's like a punchline to a movie, you it, know, the fattest is, ninja. It is kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy when you think about it, because the whole idea of the ninja is that you didn't know he was there until after right. he had done his job. And you just, and all the, the, the leftovers were dis- discovered the next day. <gasps> 
the yeah, ninjas you're were bleeding ninja. out that's your right. family is shocked there you go that's the right. ninja was here that's right <laughs> because you didn't see him coming you didn't hear him when he was there and you didn't know he left that was the ninja the Boy. reason that Santa is not a ninja is because he has bells on his hat and his toes. <laughs> That's you hear right. him coming a mile away. <laughs> That's right. Well, it wow. is it is International Ninja Day. Take that for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, which ain't much. <laughs> it's also it's also bathtub party day. I'll let you interpret that any way you want to because I'm not getting into it. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's celebrate shelter pets day, and as uh, as as guys who are, are pet guys. Mm-hmm. We both advocate getting pets from a shelter. If yeah. you know, make that your first priority, your first option, uh, because there are a lot of great pets out there that just need a great home and yeah. you can give them that. unless you, unless you have a specific needs. And even then you can oftentimes find it at the pound, unless you're taking them to the kennel, right. to the dog show, you know, right. You can go there and see what you have. Oh yeah. Unless you're, are, you're going to find it. If you're looking for an AKC registered dog, well, yeah. maybe the shelter is not your place to go, but. But why are you looking for an AKC registered dog? Yeah. You know, being somebody who has one and has had them in the, I just, I'm not kidding. It's like, why? Mm -hmm. Oh, I have one now. I mean, mean, Hank is, Hank is, and that's why he costs so much, but Uh he didn't cost us that much. Right. Because if he did, we wouldn't have him just saying, you know, that's true. Anyway, it's also international volunteer day. So kudos to you to go to the shelter. There you go. It's national and practice your ninja moves on the, <laughs> throwing stars on the wall in your bathtub. There you go. <laughs> it's national blue jeans day. Well, blue you jeans can buy national day. blue jeans day with the bathtub party. They throw a little soap in there. You're washing and waxing at the same time, man. <laughs> That's it, man. And, uh, among many others, people having birthdays today, little Richard is one of mm-hmm. them. And it's also Walt Disney's birthday. And Walt actually still celebrates it with that head cut off his body wrapped in tinfoil waiting to <laughs> under the, I know that's another one of the many some, lies about somewhere him, but... under the pirates of the Caribbean in a yeah. vault in a freezer. Yes, we know. <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny. Little Richard Penniman is a much better story. You know, um, mm. one of the, one of the neatest stories I've ever heard about little Richard is, uh, you know, he is a believer. Um, mm-hmm. and he, um, was touring in the early sixties and, you know, he wasn't in his heyday in the early sixties, you know, it was, it had passed him by, you know, yeah. womp, womp, blue, womp, a lot, bamboo yeah. didn't work in 62. Right. Anyway, he, um, had a guy in his band, um, that as they were on a, a club tour, I guess, but anyway, um, they were on a boat and, and I can't remember where they were going, but the guitarist was Jimi Hendrix. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And you know, the left-handed magic man who, you know, it was years away from establishing himself. It was, he was still playing as part of the band. And anyway, he finally ch- had heard enough of little Richard preaching. You know, it's like he sees little Richard with all these gaudy diamond rings and furs and gold yeah. and all that. And he's like, and meanwhile, little Richard is sharing the gospel of, you know, with, with his band and everything else. And Jimmy just had his, he said, you know, you claim to be a believer in it, but this, this, the, the, the diamonds are, why you know that doesn't make any sense to me yeah and and little rich goes well i like them mm-hmm. but they don't mean anything to me either you know it's, yeah because then jimmy did the old ah, uh, you're in love with money and what money can buy and right, blah blah, yeah. blah little richard looked at him and said really took the rings off his fingers got necklace off his neck and threw him in the river wow it means nothing to me wow you know yeah yeah so anyway little richard penniman still a funny story because he's a weird guy <laughs> 
liferadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And when, during the music, Mark, t- he told me something. And yeah. it immediately got both of us going crazy. The answer to the question, Mark, is yeah. Axel Rose. That's it. Yes. That's it. The question, if we're going to play Alex Trebek, you know, <laughs> the, uh, who got in trouble for throwing his microphone into the audience? <laughs> so, the Axel Rose. What? I didn't know he was still performing, man. Wow. What were Last few times I've seen pictures of him, it was like, really? Yeah. This is the guy who's saying, welcome to the jungle. He looks like he's living in the jungle now. <laughs> You know, <laughs> looks like they went and got him out of the jungle. Yeah, it's, it's kind of. A, I always kind of thought of that with Meatloaf. You know, when they came out with like mm-hmm. Meatloaf and Meatloaf Two and Meatloaf Volume Three, it was like there were all these years in between. You know, the Meatloaf One and Meatloaf Two. Right. I mean, like there was seventeen years between them, and it was kind of like I thought, like if you think of him, he's like King Kong. He's like the guy in the in the cage. Yeah. It's like the, he had the big hit in the seventies and he ra- rode that out for a while, but he has gone back into the jungle and we have found him and we're bringing him back to the civilization. Right. He's ready to sing again. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's what I picture there. <laughs> well, Sorry. I just, I just, I just remember hearing the song. I'll do anything for love. I just remember hearing the song on the radio and then finally seeing a picture of the guy and going, him. <laughs> oh, wow. Come on. <laughs> Wow. Not that, not that I'm a prize, but I'm thinking, have you ever done that where you've heard somebody's stuff on the, on the air, you hear their stuff a lot, and then you finally see a picture of them and they don't look at all what you think they're going to look like. It, it's funny because he's kind of an everyman. You yes, know, he the is. Fat guy with the tuxedo yes. and the red scarf and he's <laughs> yeah. all sweaty and uh-huh. greasy. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly oh, yeah. what I'm getting yeah. at. He's this mm-hmm. big grease ball of a guy in a tuxedo. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yep, this is the, this is the pop star. <laughs> Yep. That's meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looks, you know, look to me like he eats a lot of it. So, you know, I will tell you this. I will tell you, you know how I got the name because his dad, his dad, he was so big when he was little that uh, his dad called him loaf. Oh, and uh, oh, anyway, gosh. and th- that's where meatloaf came it from. His stuck. dad calling him a big loaf. Yes. <laughs> and, oh, buddy. But he was so big as a kid that one day, the, all the the kids in the school yard because he was he said he was a scary kid because he was as big as the teacher you know yeah and yet he was a little kid and the other kids one day they they his wife used the term captured okay they captured him and put him in you know at, back in the day at school you would have those blue and red balls that were out in the schoolyard you know and you'd have to put them back into usually a big box that had a, a lock on it right yeah anyway all right well they captured him one day at recess and put him in that box and oh, locked it. He couldn't no. get out. And so, you know, he doesn't go back to class, nothing. Anyway, it's hours after school. Okay. He's not home. His mom gets worried and calls the school. They call police. They're looking everywhere. And finally they go to the schoolyard. Like, where did they, cause then they realize, wait, he never came in from recess and they traced it back and found him. He had been in it for hours. Wow. And when he got out, his dad said, you think with sweating that much, you lose some weight, boy. In the box. Oh no. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And you know, Florida in the last couple of years has really taken a beating with regard to hurricanes. True. And uh, having lived in coastal areas a lot, I will tell you that 
for whatever reason, it's kind of like, you know how celebrity deaths come in threes? Sometimes yeah. family deaths come in threes. Yeah. Hurricanes do the same thing. For whatever reason, mm -hmm. they tend to hit one. Yeah, you know, Like, remember several years ago, we had Houston, and in that area of Texas, it got hit a couple of different times in the space of two years. Yeah. Well, same thing is happening in Florida, and so the erosion has been just really dramatic. And in particular, this year has been really bad. Yeah. Um, uh, and the month of October got them twice, I think. So, um, you know, mm -hmm. things not great. But one of the things that has happened is it's caused a lot of erosion on the beach. Yeah, it's true. Uncovering a lot of stuff. And officials in Florida um, are trying to identify a mysterious long-buried wooden object that partially has been unearthed by erosion. Volusia County officials said the object, which appears to be part of a wooden structure, was unearthed in Daytona Beach shores by erosion following Hurricanes Ian and Nicole. Uh, Volusia Beach Safety Deputy Chief Tammy Malfers says this erosion is unprecedented at this point. We haven't seen this kind of erosion in a very long time. I've been on the beach probably 25 years, and that's the first time I've seen it exposed. It wasn't clear whether this structure was part of an old boat or an old dock. Um, she says we're not sure what it is, but it's, it's a large piece of debris, probably about 80 to 100 feet in length. Officials said uh, a state archaeology team is expected to visit the beach soon to attempt to identify the object. The pictures I saw. You don't have a really. I mean, look, you don't look. have an old guy at the beach that can't tell you what it is. There's always some old guy <laughs> yeah. who looks like he's been sitting in the same spot, you know, sitting yeah. on the dock yeah. of a bay kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, that guy's not really old. He's in his 20s. He's just out in the sun every day. Right. So he doesn't really know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think it's a pirate ship. They're going to use it as a, uh, a way to lure people back to Florida. That's you know? what it is. Uh, the hurricanes brought out ire, you know. <laughs> <laughs> liferadio.fm it is the mark and mag show and christmas just around the corner <laughs> i started thinking about this early and often man yeah i do and i always wonder mark when christmas rolls around you know there will be promotions uh from all types of car dealers mobile homes you know if it snows an inch you know or more on an inch on christmas morning we'll give away a car or whatever right. remember yeah, that yeah all right but the reason is because you realize that they will put that ad out there and it has to do it at the airport. You know, it has to be measurable snow at the airport. And so Redefined if it looks print. like, yeah, yes. And if it looks like there's going to be measurable snow at the airport, they fire up extra engines on planes <laughs> at the airport, you know, it ain't happening. But anyway, it did make me think about, I don't remember the power ever going off on Christmas morning. You know, when I was a kid, mm -hmm. I don't ever remember that. Ha did you ever remember it happening? No. No, I don't. Well, Sandy the squirrel was getting busy. I thought it was to warm up for Christmas. <laughs> I think I think they're I, I think they've been meeting to discuss shutting down Christmas one time just for the fun of it, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> utility officials in a Tennessee town are telling us that nearly a third of their customers lost power when a squirrel, <laughs> Sandy the squirrel, <laughs> came into contact with substation equipment. You'd think the squirrels would have a meeting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Don't go think. to these places. Uh, Dickinson, mm. Dixon Electric System in Dixon said in a Twitter post that many customers lost power for a brief time Tuesday when a cute little squirrel entered a substation and created a whole lot of chaos. The company said the power was only out for a short time. They tweeted, we don't always lose power to nearly a third of our customers all at the same time, but when we do, it's usually related to an uninvited guest inside our substation. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because in that same interview, 
Sandy Squirrel's mom said she didn't seem dis, dis you know, she wasn't depressed. I, I thought everything was fine with her. She and her husband have been getting along to so fine. You know what? I think they might be covering because we got the wackos shooting up the uh, substations in North Carolina, you know, mm -hmm. knocking out power. And I'm wondering, you know, they're blaming that on right wing wackos who yeah. are against the LGBTQIA right. community. Yeah. And so they here they say it's a squirrel. I'm going to go with squirrel over here, but over there, yeah. Uh -huh, right. LiveRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show where the reason Mark men should never clean anything anywhere, anytime, <laughs> unless it's in their man cave or shop. Okay. Yeah. Is because if you do, this is what's going to happen. That's what this story is all about. It's about a man. He was a man, a man who was trying to make his wife happy by cleaning. And the one time he cleans, what does he do? He creates the mother load of problems. Yep. A New Hampshire man who accidentally threw his wife's wedding rings in the trash was able to find them again with the help from sanitation workers. Kevin Butler of Wyndham said he didn't realize until his trash was at the local transfer station that the napkin he threw in the garbage contained his wife's rings, which had been wrapped up to dry after being cleaned. Butler went to the transfer station where he explained the situation to Dennis Cenabaldi, Wyndham's general services director. Cinebaldi and his team revered, reviewed, uh, sir, I can say Cinebaldi, but I can't say reviewed. What is wrong with my mouth? Cinebaldi and his team reviewed surveillance camera footage to identify the area most likely to contain the bag from Butler's home. The area turned out to contain about 20 tons of trash, wow. which the team then sifted through until they found the right bag. Butler wow. said he's thankful to have his rings back, even though it meant digging through the trash. Quote, wouldn't recommend anyone else do it, but, you know, to get the rings back, I would do it a thousand times over. Butler thanked yeah. the transfer station by bringing them pizza. Dude, but was it, where was it from? Because I don't know. <laughs> Digging around the trash, I could eat anything for a while, you know? <laughs> you know, it's all going to smell like the nasty onions and dirty socks, <laughs> no. and, you know. But this dude, he went through 20 tons of trash and yeah. convinced other people to do it as well. And the best he could come up with was pizza. Come on, dude. You know. <laughs> You, you were getting ready to give up half of everything you own, you know? <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark, we have done stories about people who have, you know, strange collections of things, you know, where they try to set a world record or whatever. And I'm going to be honest, when I saw this story, it's a here's the headline woman obsessed with crocs spends 20 years amassing massive collection wow i was thinking where do you store them i mean they're kind of like little dinosaurs right <laughs> and if you have crocs all over the place where do you i mean do you have that kind of money are they expensive to feed you got mm -hmm. 450 yeah. right yeah right and when you That's leave a lot of crocs when you leave the house to go to work every day do you sing this See you later, alligator. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry, wow. I had to. <clears throat> now, this is, the, you did. this is the kind of Crocs that go on your feet. A shoe fanatic oh. has an astronomical 450 pairs of Crocs after spending more than two decades building up her collection. 38-year-old Rochelle Burke, who's very pleased that we gave everybody her age, started buying the comfortable footwear because of a medical condition which left her with swollen joints. But now she can't stop buying them and has enough pairs to wear a different style or color every day for more than a year. 
Rochelle said Crocs were the only shoes that gave her proper support, and she needed, she invested in her first pair of the then $14 shoes in the early 2000s. Hmm. They're over like 50 bucks now. They're ridiculously expensive. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, yeah I priced some not long ago. I said, eh, I'll live without them. Uh, she spent yeah. the next 22 years collecting another 450 pairs, which she wears every day, including uh, to her medical office job. She usually hmm. wears a pair every day, and instead of choosing to sell a pair when she's done with them, she passes them on to a friend or fellow croc enthusiast. She says the cool thing about wearing Crocs is the fact that they're so versatile. They're such classic clogs like light ride sneakers, mellow slides, neopuff and, cu- and crush boots, Crocs, mammoths, and the list is endless. When I think of scaling down, I choose to share a pair, which is when I give a pair to someone else. And of course, sharing them is caring. I love to see other people as happy to wear them as I am. Wow. Especially after she's worn them so long. Oh, I, 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 I. No, <laughs> just no. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest, Mark, 450 pairs of something you've done for a long, for 20 years. She's 38. So mm-hmm. when she's 18, right. That doesn't sound like an awful lot to me. Mm. Some of the crazy things we've seen with people collecting fingernail clippings and everything else. This doesn't sound nuts. It sounds like, Hey, that's a lot of shoes, but yeah. you know, so, but if she's sharing a pair, okay. If mm-hmm. you've collected 450 pairs of Crocs, are you really giving any away or is that what you tell people you're doing? Oh yeah. I don't throw them away. I share them. No, you don't. You're hoarding. You're a hoarder. <laughs> oh, so that's what you term the, the process of clearing out when your family does an intervention. <laughs> yeah. Sharing. <laughs> that's what the thing is. They call it a collection. Every hoarder has a really neat collection. Uh, well, what's this collection over here? Aunt May? that's my trash collection. <laughs> oh, <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show good to have you with us uh, as mark mentioned uh, last hour 17 days away from festivus uh, if you don't know where the pole is maybe go get a new one you know splurge this year go you know you can buy it used get it a yard sale but better mm-hmm. off go find you a nice long metal pole mm-hmm. no tinsel <laughs> tinsel's confusing uh, <laughs> it's distracting. It's distracting. All right, Mark. That's it. Yes. There is a story um, that is coming to us from Texas and a Walmart parking lot, which yep. I I picture a lot of things happening at a, uh, at a Walmart anywhere, you know? Yeah. Uh, Walmart or Family Dollar General. You know, those right. are the two main places where something weird is going to happen. But no Dollar General that I'm aware of has a big parking lot. So True. we're probably going to escape yeah. that kind of story from there. Yeah. Well, Texas police say they uh, apprehended a reckless driver who rammed a truck into two cars in a Walmart parking lot. But they were surprised to learn the identity of the culprit. A dog had somehow set his owner's vehicle in motion while left to wait in the car. While his owners were out shopping, the pup became antsy and bounced around the cab, setting the truck into motion. (laughs) One of the victims witnessed the crash and was shocked to see a dog behind the wheel, police say. (laughs) He attempted to get out of the truck as the truck barreled toward him, but he out of the way that is while the truck barreled toward him, but he was unable to avoid an accident. (laughs) Apparently the pup had not been trained to use the brakes. Police said the vehicle steering column had some prior damage and theorized the dog must have, uh, must have, uh, put the vehicle into drive. The woofer was, uh, here we go. The woofer was wearing a leash. No word on what mm-hmm. the tweeters were wearing. And the uh-huh, investigators <laughs> believe it got caught on the emergency brake and released that. 
Wow. Kilgore police said it doesn't sound feasible, but an eyewitness saw the pooch behind the wheel just before the crash. He certainly has a guilty look on his face. <laughs> yeah, I would want to talk to that eyewitness first. And let's just trace it. What's your name? Okay. We're going to run the old family tree here and see if you, John Smith, match up with you, Don Smith. I think y'all might be related. You know. There you go. I will tell you. I was coming out of Walmart. I got sent. Oh, Mark. Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Dude. Here it comes. <laughs> no, I got sent to Walmart. You, I had. I needed to buy something. Okay. I need. And I didn't want to spend a lot of money. I need. It's just for me. Just a small little computer thing I needed. And as I'm leaving, hey, would you mind? Which is text me. Okay. Don't describe it. Don't explain to me why you prefer generic over the, you know, right. don't, don't try to play the <laughs> sweet. Don't tell know. me a long yeah. story. Just text me Just what you need. Tell me what you need. Yes. I'll get it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I got there and I'm not kidding when I tell you this, Mark, I had to pick up so much stuff at Walmart. I forgot to get what I went for. <laughs> I had to pick up stuff for a baby shower and I'm in the baby thing going, I didn't even buy this stuff when I was had cat kids this age. That's not her to do it. It's not my job. Come on. But as I'm coming out of the part, out of the Walmart, okay. With four or five bags of stuff uh -huh. and I'm walking in the parking lot towards my car and it hasn't hit me yet that I didn't get the one thing I came to get. Hadn't, that hadn't hit me yet. <laughs> yeah. And I'm kind of in my own little world. I'm grumbling. Yeah. You know, send me to Walmart and I spent two hours in there trying to find the stuff you want. And you want specific <laughs> stuff. Okay. And right at then a horn just right at me, dude. I dropped some of the stuff. Wow. And I looked over and I'm not kidding. I'm like, what have I done? I'm looking around. Did it? it was a dog. A dog was honking his car. It, I'm not kidding. I had to go back in and buy some more fruit of the looms. I was out of it. The Mark and Mac Show. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac Show. And you know, Mark, um, I sent you um, a text. I don't know if it was Friday or about the uh, the cruise line, the wave, the rogue oh, wave. Oh, yeah, the rogue wave, hit, yes. Yeah, and Mark's in, it's like there's a rogue wave that hit this cruise ship, and uh -huh. it actually killed somebody. Yeah. And what had happened, what had really happened, though, the wave had hit the uh, the ship, and a window broke, and right. some glass actually cut this older lady, and yep. bless her heart, she passed away. Yeah. Um, there were a few other injuries, but those things happen. I mean, go uh, look up rogue waves on YouTube, and you'll see. Mm -hmm. um they they can be they're scary yeah. but i was trying to be flippant this is why i won't go and mark goes yeah i'm watching this good morning america interview um with a guy who fell overboard yeah. you know and, <laughs> exactly the same time it was fun. yeah and i just i laughed because i thought you know i never needed another reason to not get on a cruise <laughs> ship okay didn't need that but every time i think about traveling it's like you your shit you know you really have you got ship Mm -hmm. train plane yeah. I, I mean it really is because unless you're driving you know but you know yeah. sometimes you just can't drive it's not functional right but now every time i think about flying and i've thought about this my dad wants me to come to oregon and spend some time with him yeah which means i would fly yeah and mark that's a long flight to be terrorized by a screaming child or <laughs> gen xers you know who don't care about anybody but themselves and True. i would end up I would end up sitting next to a John Candy guy whose dogs are barking, you know, and he'd be flopping his socks. Uh, so I'm at the point now where Mark, I, I don't know what to do, except yeah. I'm just going to have to find a way to, to, cause 
you traveled a lot. You've you spent some time doing this. Yeah. And you've you've seen some pretty crazy stuff mm-hmm. on planes. Yeah. Have I you have. ever seen something like this story? No. Well, I've read about this happening before, and we'll get into it and you'll understand why. But the but no, I've 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 never I've never seen a child drawing on somebody else's clothing. I've never seen it happening. Not their parent, not another child, somebody they don't know. That's right. A total stranger. A plane passenger shared how she discovered that a child was drawing on her white socks during her flight. On Instagram, travel accounts, passenger shaming, and life's a trip with SK. Footage was shared of traveler Julie, Julie Valentine in her seat. In the clip, she directed her camera towards her white socks, which had purple and blue scribbles all over them. Her feet were were actually in between the side of the plane and the side of a passenger seat in front of her. Now, this is one of our one of those pet peeves. Like, how dare you stick your feet up on my armrest? That's what she was yep. doing, right? Yep. Uh huh. Valentine wrote in the text over her video: "I woke up to some random kid drawing on my white socks." Mm-hmm. The video concluded with the traveler clutching onto her foot and directing her camera towards the drawing on her socks. The viral post, which has more than 16,900 likes, has sparked mixed reactions. Some viewers criticized the passenger for having her feet next to the child's seat. Some? They I'm, should all. I, that's right. I'm in that camp. You, what yeah. do you, what do you, what? Yeah. What? Or, or, that freaked me out. Yeah. You should be glad it's just your socks, lady. Mm. I mean... <laughs> My first thought was where, you know, my first thought, Mark, was that a child, a little one, you know, was occupying his or her time, you know, and, and, but when I found out where she had her foot, Mm -hmm. I thought you're lucky you still have toes because that was my, (laughs) nope, tiny fingers, tiny toes are right down the drive. If I had been that parent, that child's parent, I would have asked the, the, uh, the flight attendant, what is the stickiest, sweetest soft drink you serve? (laughs) I'll take one of those, please. And I would have just tipped it up and poured it all over her white socks so it's all oh. sticky. And <laughs> wow. That's so much more creative than I would have. I would have gone with the old finger down the throat, you know. But, you know. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And, you know, Mark, uh, we have folks listening all over. And I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Yeah. I did want you guys to know today is a, a partial day of mourning in Alabama. And uh, we do need to recognize what it is. Um, it's the, the day after uh, Alabama didn't get into the final four of uh, college football. Yeah. Uh, selection Sunday came and went. And the reason they've had two losses this year. Granted, yeah. Yeah. You know, they were they lost in, you know three points. Didn't lose by much, but mm-hmm. still two losses. Yep. And I kept them out of, so they will not be playing for the national championship this year. Yeah. If Which, last year you know, was a rebuilding year, what was this year? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, it was a tough year. It was, but I got a feeling though, you know, I, somebody was making a, a crack about Nick Saban at Alabama this year. And mm-hmm. they were talking about um, how there was a time, I think it was 1969, 70 or 70, 71. There were two seasons back to back where bear Bryant had very, very medium 500 seasons you know like mm-hmm. nine and six kind of thing not not great years and um then it had those two years and people talking about we need to change new new need a new head coach and then the next eight years it's like it's bam 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 you know where he yeah. only loses one game a year kind of thing yeah so i expect the same from nick oh sure yeah yeah <laughs> maybe we should go down and have a chat with him mark i don't know 
Yeah, just take him to lunch. I mean, considering it's just a day after, is it too soon? Come on. No. Yeah. I know him. <laughs> Let's go to Dreamland with Nick. Why not? Everybody out of the state thinks we do all the time anyway. So I know. It's so know. funny. It is so funny. It's like, really? So uh, do you see Nick everywhere? Yeah. Is he? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I go hang out at his Mercedes dealership every day. We have yeah. lunch at Dreamland. It's <laughs> That's right. Remember when uh, the, when the guy who had that Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, decided yeah. he and his wife were going to do that tour of the people, you know? Oh yeah. And they and they went to every state, and they didn't want any special treatment, just good, you know. And so when they came to Alabama, they started in Mobile, and they ended up going to Birmingham. They ate dinner at a restaurant that Mark and I had never even heard of. No. They they don't have prices on the menu. I still don't know where and, it is. I know, and don't know even know where it is. And you're right, like, yeah. Is this one of these speakeasies where it has like a little window at the top, you know, and you, they pull it open. What's your name? Password, you know, but that's where they ate dinner. And the, and the reason we know that is because one of the waiters actually leaked the rules. Mm -hmm. Don't talk to them. Don't say anything. They'll tell you what they want. You know, Mm -hmm. and it was like, if you want to do a tour of the people, you know, that ain't it. No. And, and the next day, they go to Tuscaloosa, he and his wife. They meet with Nick Saban and a number of players from the championship team that year. And because that's what we all do every day, we take turns. <laughs> that's it. Hey, it's Mark's <laughs> turn to buy lunch, you know, with Nick and the boys. So, yeah. Yeah, right. Anyway, so Alabama will not be the uh, college football champion this year. Hmm. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac Show. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. Uh, we know you. Oh, Mark. Oh, I, here we go. I apologize. No, Mark has posted something that is really cool for Christmas right now, reading the book of Luke. Um, and it, just tell everybody how they can get it because it really is amazing what you've done. Well, you can go to the website, LifeRadio.fm, and there's a there's a little image there that'll show you the uh, the Christmas it's it's actually the book of Luke throughout the Christmas holidays. It started on the first. We're just five days into it, so yeah. you can get caught up pretty easily. But it's a chapter a day from the book of Luke through Christmas Eve, and uh, and uh, this is uh, it's called the Christmas Perspective because nah, I, I don't have to tell the story anyway. But if you'll go there and sign up for the the podcast, our podcast, you will get this every single day. So it'll Very come cool. along with our podcast every day, and you'll enjoy it. You yeah. really will have a good time with it, yeah. and. Uh, if you're out of the habit of reading the Bible, it's like anything else. You get in the habit, and then it will grow from there, and this could really help you do that. Mm-hmm. You know, how many of us have said, um, you know, as a New Year's resolution, I'm going to read my Bible more. Right. Or at all, you know. And this is one of those things that could help. I encourage you to do it. I, mm-hmm. I really do. So, And in case you're wondering, no, I'm not going to read the rest of the Bible. I'm just... <laughs> I did the Aww. book of Luke, but I'm not going to record the rest of the Bible. <laughs> there are certain there are certain chapters in the Old Testament that would take me far too much, just way too much work. <laughs> Jehoshaphat begat Bellamy. Begot <laughs> All the begats. Yeah. <laughs> One wow. day you'd be wondering, where am I? And be on the desk, under the floor, on the floor, passed <laughs> out. I choked but on the Bible almost, name. <laughs> we're almost to Jabez. Come on, man. <laughs> liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know we all have those little speed bumps in our life things that'll set us off and one of those is politics and the media 
And so things because Mark of that, we're not, not going. Things Mark should not talk about during the music. <laughs> we're not going down that path, man. I'm not playing. Homie's not playing that game, boy. All right. <laughs> All right, Mark. Uh, yes. A Maryland woman forgot something. And mm-hmm. wow. You know, I, I'm not shocked. <laughs> I, you know what I was thinking? This is this would happen to me. That's what I yeah. was thinking. Woman yeah. in Maryland said she almost missed out on her fifty thousand dollar lottery winnings when she forgot where she'd hidden her winning ticket months before. <laughs> <laughs> she said she finally thought the ticket was a she she initially that is thought the ticket was a fifty dollar winner, but she later scanned it with her phone and discovered it, it wasn't a fifty dollar winner. It was a fifty thousand dollar winner. She said, I kept scanning it over and over. I was so happy. She said it told, she told her family about the ticket before, uh, hiding it in a safe location, a location she forgot <laughs> when it came time to cash the ticket in months later. Um, she feared the ticket was able, was, would expire. And, uh, so she searched over through her home in a panic and eventually found the ticket tucked away in a suitcase. She says, <laughs> I was so relieved to find it and to know I wasn't too late. She said her winnings are going to go towards paying off some family bills. Wow. But possibly I mean, that's she a good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just, I guess in my head, I'm thinking how many people every, and we know it's a lot mm-hmm. don't claim, you know, they buy a lottery ticket and don't actually claim it. Right. And the reason for a lot of us, like I've told you before, you know, when we go to Florida on the family vacay or Tennessee, whatever, right. if, I'll, I used to buy them as a marker, just one for each person in the family. And mm-hmm. there we go. But the thing is, I didn't know, okay? Right. Because I don't play, I just looked at the, you know, we're playing whatever lottery it is mm-hmm. and playing the big game. I didn't know that there are varying degrees of winning, that sometimes if you go match four out of five or whatever, right. there are other winning tickets that aren't necessarily the whole enchilada. Right. I didn't know that. I don't know how many of those I've thrown away. I could have thrown away millions. Mm. Probably not, but, you know, could have <laughs> without even knowing because I've never checked them. <laughs> I would say the odds are not in your favor. <laughs> no, or anyone's, but you know what, Mark? That's true, yes. <laughs> Somebody just like you is going to win. Somebody's going to win. It may as well be you. Come on, Mark. I'm like the devil and the angel on the shoulders, man. Yeah, uh-huh, right. And that's I just always remember, when it comes to gambling, the odds are always in the favor of the house. And in this case, it's the state, because the state is behind the, the lottery, and the, the reason they do it, and they tell you right up front – what did they pitch it as an education lottery? Remember they told you this was going to fund education. So you should know right up front that most likely every dollar you put into it is going to go into their hands and you're not going to get that big prize. Why they told you we're doing this to get money out of you for us to spend. (laughs) That's, That's why they're doing it. It's not so you'll win that winner. That's just the teaser to get more people to come throw money at them. Now, if they were in Las Vegas, they'd be building giant hotels with that money, but they're telling us they're using it for education. Live radio dot FM, the Mark and Mac extravaganza with, uh, an odd story. I, um, you know, sometimes you, you see a headline, you're going, this has got to be a punchline, right? There's got to be something I'm missing. What am I missing on this? Yeah. Here's the headline. Florida man finds bear sleeping on his front porch. <laughs> not, mm. what, not what you think of when you think of Florida, is it? No. No, you think about beaches. You know, yeah. You know, you think about palm trees, sand. Yeah. 
you know, maybe a gator. Yeah. You don't think about bears, but they no. do have bears in Florida. They're actually, they're bears all over the place. You just don't hear much about them. Well, this Florida man, he was alerted to the presence of a bear on his, in his neighborhood. He found out the, the bear was taking a nap outside his front door. Chuck Robbins of Heathrow said he had heard there was a bear in the neighborhood and went out to try to take photos or video of the animal, but he couldn't locate the bear. So he went home. <laughs> he said a neighbor contacted him later in the evening, let him know there was a large bear in his yard. The resident said he looked out the window and discovered the bear was on his porch, sleeping right in front of his door. <laughs> he says, it was amazing. I just walked out and it was like, right there in front of me and so close <laughs> and that's when i passed out your honor i mean <laughs> I know. i'm i'm just thinking i i would lose it i yes you know i just i didn't realize there were bears everywhere okay that's mm. for starters and i certainly didn't think they were in florida but i the things that make you go hmm i right. mean right well i my i have family in pensacola Right. And, uh, my, uh, my aunt and my cousin both live on, uh, on one of the, on, on part of the, the Bay area, just, uh, in, you know, there's the, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of the Island. So when Santa they Ro sit on the dock of the Bay, they're yeah, on their own that's problem. Right. You know, there's Santa Rosa Island. that's just South, just on the South. That's what actually touches the Gulf of Mexico just off of Pensacola. Well, there's a big body of water between P Santa Rosa Island and the, the mainland itself. And they have. They have both, they both have property on the mainland off of that body of water. And my cousin, uh, uh, Bob, Bobby, uh, <laughs> they, uh, he ended up shooting a bear on his property because it was going after his dogs. <laughs> wow. And they, they don't like you to do that because they're protected. No, did he get in trouble? I, they, they weren't happy with him. They, really? I don't know that he got in a lot of trouble, but it's like, what was I supposed to do? Let the dog, let, right. the, let the dog, let him kill my dogs. Yeah. You know, so I wonder, but that's where I was actually going is I, I mean, I know that we don't just willy nilly kill animals. Right. There are certain populations of animals that need to be controlled and yeah. others that don't. But I would think if you have a wild animal that now is threatening. Yeah. Your, you know, family yeah. pet. Yeah. I mean, it's I funny. I mean, and it also makes me think is every dog actually secretly bandit? from uh from johnny quest you know the dog that couldn't stop barking for anything no bandit no and that's how they ended up getting in all the trouble they ever got into because that dog had to bark at the bad guys because <laughs> that dog would have tasted like sweet and sour chicken on a stick i'll be honest with you <laughs> liferadio.fm the market Mac show and you know holidays are here not around the corner they are here we're in the thick of things and a lot of people are going to be out uh, doing some shopping. And in some cases, especially if you're shopping for me, you might be hitting the Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, Mark, there was an article and I it popped up yesterday. Um, and it was a worker at a Home Depot store. It was 83-year-old man. Yeah. What was that? Sorry. I didn't a, do it. That was my, I didn't do it. It was my finger hitting the wrong button. <laughs> oh, anyway, 83-year-old man at a Home Depot. I think it was in North Carolina. And there were some guys in there that were stealing um, pressure washers. Oh. And they were getting like three or four of them. And this old man working there, uh, like I said, 83, and he's still working. Okay, that's for yeah. starters. Yeah. Second of all, he tries to stop this robbery taking place inside the store. They're just going to willy-nilly grab and go. Mm, yeah. And one of the bad guys knocked him down, hit him oh. to get away. Well, this happened a couple of weeks ago. It hasn't gotten a lot of pub um, until over the weekend. 
the man died. Oh, the eighty-three. Yeah, he died from those injuries. So now, if and when they find these guys, there's going to be a murder charge in yeah. there. Yeah, just throwing it out there. But it did point out to me because you know what do you do in retirement when you really can't do anything else? Well, you can be a Walmart greeter, or if you're really adventurous, you can pick out Home Depot. Mm. Thing is, all I'm thinking, Mark, is those stores. They're so big for an old guy. I can't walk from one end to the other, you know? I mean, I could take that job if they gave me the scooter to ride around on, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Picking up lost kids and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel the same way. They're just a, they're just big. I mean, yeah. like, I, I'm, I'm probably like you. If I go to Home Depot or Lowe's, I know exactly where I'm going. Right. I'm going to make a beeline to where I'm going to pick yeah. that item up. I'm hitting the register and I'm out. You know? And if there is a helper in that aisle and he yeah. wants to offer help or assistance, I tend to ignore it because immediately they're upselling me. <laughs> I just need 10 penny nails. Oh, you might want to try the 12 or 15s, Dave, for what you're, you're sure doing you outside. You're sure you don't need a new toilet, sir? No, I'm in the yeah. hardware aisle. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So how are you going to run that electricity? Uh, you're running 110 or 220. I'm, uh, I don't know, 46, two, 220, 230, whatever it takes. Yeah, whatever right. it takes. Well, I'm employees there. at a Home Depot store in Tennessee worked together to track down the owner of $700 in cash they found in an envelope dropped in an aisle. Adam Atkinson, who works at the Bellevue store, said he spotted the envelope on the floor in aisle 22. Quote, <laughs> I didn't think anything of it at first. I thought it was empty. But I thought I'd go back and make sure. And when I picked it up, I could feel that it had stuff in it. It had money. Uh, he handed the envelope over to manager Alyssa Rochi, who waited to see if anybody came to, looking for it. She said, uh, I was the closing manager that night, and I noticed that it was still there. I thought to myself, oh, my goodness. He or she didn't know they even lost it here. It was just sad at that point. Well, she posted about the envelope on Facebook, omitting certain details so the owner could describe it. And she soon received a message from a man named Mark, not me, who said the envelope belonged to his business partner. He was able to accurately describe the envelope so it could be returned to its owner, Jonathan Clayton. <laughs> Clayton visited the store to personally thank Atkinson for turning the envelope in. Wow. Now, is Jonathan Clayton related to Clara Clayton? I don't know. Back to the Future 3. Come on. Oh, okay. Well, I'm thinking Clara this Clara Clayton married Doc. Okay. They had kids. Oh, that's right. I got you. Yeah. I'm thinking, all right, so could you describe the envelope for me? Well, it's an envelope. Mm -hmm. It holds papers. Yeah. And you sometimes can seal it. Yeah. If well, you lick it. Okay. Hmm. Well, I'm wondering when it was that Uncle Billy went to work for this company and lost the, and lost the deposit. Because so, this is an awful lot like it's a wonderful life. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Now I he, am. Just kinda now lost. he just kind of hit me. Wow. This is, wow. this is a lot like it's a wonderful life where they lost we need the, to, the bank deposit. We need to go to this, this surveillance <laughs> video and see if there's an old man in a wheelchair <laughs> grinning. Life radio dot FM, the Mark and Mac show. I'm still kind of stuck a few minutes ago, Mark, when, some of them finding $700 in an envelope at right. Home Depot. Yeah. And you coming up with Uncle Billy. That was really good. <laughs> I'm I'm a little stuck on that now. And <laughs> Well, that movie, It's a Wonderful Life, was mm -hmm. one of those movies that I had never seen. You know, we've 
I missed the Star Wars stuff in E.T. And, right. And I had never seen some of these really famous movies. Yeah. And one year, I actually decided I was going to watch it. And I did. And I was like, now I get it. I understand what you guys were talking about. I like that movie. Mm. It is. But, there's a reason it's a classic. Yep. Yep. You know, it didn't. It was not a, uh, a hit when it was first released. Right. It was Jimmy uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart's first movie after World War II. Mm. And there's a lot of backstory to that film and what was happening in the world at that time. You know, because Jimmy Stewart, you know, he, just very quickly, Jimmy Stewart was a pilot, yeah. you know. Um, he was a pilot uh, before World War II. And he when, when it came time, he wanted to do his part. He wanted to be a part of the military and... They tried turning him down. You're an actor. You're a good guy. You know, do do the reserves or something. You ain't, you know. Right. And he and he was, but he was too. Uh, he didn't weigh enough. You remember the Andy Griffith episode when Barney was wearing a chain around his neck to make weight <laughs> so he could be a deputy. Yes, well, yes. basically, that's what Jimmy Stewart had to do. He had to bulk up to make weight because of his height, and so he did all kinds. Of, kept getting turned down. Finally, finally, he was able to gain enough weight. You know. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, he ate tuna fish all the time to wow. gain the weight. For hmm. anyway, but that was the kind of patriot he was. And wow. then when he got in, he actually did. He trained some of our fighter pilots in World War II. Wow, Jimmy Stewart did. Very wow. cool guy. Y'all read the history. Jimmy Stewart and his family, amazing. And by the way, in this day and age where politics divides everybody, hmm. um, Jimmy Stewart was a devout conservative Republican. Yeah, yep. his best friend in the whole world. Henry Fonda. Oh, wow. Henry Fonda died in the world liberal. Yeah. And yet they were best friends. Mm. And there you go. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mac show. And as we wind things down today, a couple of quick reminders. Uh, Mark has taken the time to record um, the, then, well, I was going to say the book of Luke, but it's chapters in the book of Luke in yeah. order so that you can read during the month of December that takes you right up to Christmas. Right. And, uh, you, you I, got it posted I, for everybody to get, I read so you can listen. That's what it was, yeah. but yeah, it's, there you it's, go. it's an interesting holiday tradition. I think it's a cool idea. And it's mm -hmm. something I've seen on, uh, social media for a few years and thought, you know, that'd be cool to record. So I yep. did. I think it's very cool. Yeah. And there we yeah. go. So anyway, you can, I love it. Yeah, you just go over to, uh, if you're not subscribed to our podcast, subscribe to our podcast. Go to liferadio.fm, the website, and you'll see the podcast link there. And go to the bottom. It'll take you to the page where you go to the links for, for subscribing. And then you'll get it every day. And if you don't, um, if you've missed the first few and you want to catch up, then go over to uh, christmasperspective.com. It's the two words jammed together, christmasperspective.com. And all the chapters are right there, so you can just there you can get go. caught up. Right. See, Mark made it so simple. Dun, it's like he is he is the chef boy RD of radio. <laughs> but you don't have to heat me up. Thank you. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Kill this. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show weekday mornings on LifeRadio.fm.